You're listening to Brilliant Breakthroughs, episode number 20 with Mike Raber. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where we focus on brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. This is also the name of the number one best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship that you can find on Amazon in written book form, as well as an ebook. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, the title is Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Hi, everyone. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I am the anthology leader of this great book. And today we're honored to have Mike Raber, number one bestselling author, with us to talk about your business's people people performance being supported by understanding the power of community and systems and what it really takes to make your business successful. So Mike's chapter is the fifth one, and it is titled, How to Avoid the Three Most Common Challenges Every Small Business Owner Encounters. Mike, you've covered a lot of ground in your chapter, while at the same time really only scratching the surface on the challenges that small business owners face when it comes to things that hold them back from succeeding. So the question I have for you, besides welcome, 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 Mike. (laughs) Thank you. Is what are the one or two things that every small business owner needs to know about their business? One of the two things I would say probably the first and most important, and I touch on it a little bit in the chapter, so I'll go into a little bit more detail on this conversation or in this conversation, and that is the building out our value proposition, becoming the brand. And as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we hear all over the place people talking about creating your brand, be the brand, branding this or marketing that. And the thing, the one thing that often people get away from is the why, what really A, is the brand? Why are we in business? Why are we doing what we're doing? Business and being an entrepreneur is very exciting, but it's also very challenging at times. And the strength of our why or commitment behind our business will determine how often and to what degree of success we will be able to ultimately experience. One of my favorite sayings is, if our value is clear, we can surpass any obstacle. So it's keeping that why, keeping that value of who we are as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, clear in front of us, but then also looking at, okay, now we know who we are. We know why we're in business, but really why are we different than anyone else out there? What is it about our business that truly sets us apart? Why should people do business with us? And then building out a sense of community from that. It's kind of interesting because I had been an entrepreneur off and on and fascinating in business most of my life, ever since I was a 
young kid on. And um, one of the things that surprised me was my wife was pregnant with our first daughter and she was working in the corporate world and reached the point of, um, or level of success or success that she wanted to reach at that point. And I was the general manager of a real estate office and having a great time doing that. And now we have this child along the way. And we talked about how we could put her in daycare part-time or full-time and all of this stuff that young parents talk about. But the reason I bring this up now was when it came time, and actually yesterday was her birthday, so that gave me some time to reflect upon the last 23 years. And when she was born, the doctor handed her to me. And I looked down at her, and my whole world flipped upside down. Radical paradigm shift. I looked at her and said, no, she needs someone around 24-7. Yes, we will utilize the um, benefits of a daycare when necessary, but it's going to be on our call, not on the call of an employer. And I got up and basically resigned from my job. And ultimately, that was the beginning of my walk as an entrepreneur. And one of the things that was really cool is I had started a limousine company back then. I had a limousine company that I used in real estate office, and that became my business. And in the process of building out the company, I was fortunate because I had my clients as CEOs, CFOs, high producers in the business and the corporate world, and they ultimately became my teachers. But one of the things I found was, what about all the other business owners that don't have such an opportunity presented to them? And what is it that I, as a limousine company, as an entrepreneur, what sets me apart? I knew what my brand was. I knew what my why was. But I didn't really know what set me apart from every other limousine company out there. And that was when I looked back and kind of reflected on what my company was about. And the um, biggest goal that I had, not the goal, the biggest um, asset that I had was I knew a lot of business owners and became the connector between the business owners and each other and my and their clients. Well, ultimately, I would kind of tease and tell my clients, think of me as G's, your concierge, your concierge of a high-end hotel, as an example, and started to become that connector. So people would think of me when they needed a limousine service. They also thought of me if they needed a painter or a plumber or a candlestick maker, for that matter. And through becoming that connector, I was able to build the limousine organically, 100% by referral, and ultimately was able to sell the company and open up other businesses since then. And the key and the reason why I share that story is the underlining theme was, even to this day in my business today, is being that connector. I don't, yes, I want to serve my clients in what it is that I do, what it is that they pay me for, but my ultimate value to them is to be that person that they need the needs of another professional to refer that, to make, create that introduction so that I'm able to serve them at a far deeper level people deeper level and in doing so my business has continued to grow and so I guess the ultimate point of all that is in business what and what is it that you do why does what you do set you apart but then also how can you utilize your own resources, your own community, build that community around you. So A, you're not having to do everything yourself, but B, you can now refer other people, introduce other people who have the ability to help your clients um, help them. 
Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. And I, I want to uh, take a moment and say congratulations on understanding the power of parenting. Thank you. That's a phenomenal story about as soon as you hold your daughter, your, your whole world changed. Uh, it, it's it's cliche in one aspect, but you brought it to life in another, and you did change your whole world to take care of your daughter. And and that's a big congratulations to you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it, it it speaks volumes. I I want to talk to you for a, a moment about some of the things that you said, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, you know, you were talking about the purpose when you were discussing becoming your brand. Why? 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 Um, you know, we have a number one best-selling book out there by Simon Sinek that talks about you know, understanding your why and really driving that. I just blogged last week about purpose is great, but understand the intention behind it. It's the month mm. of January right now. And everybody's talking about losing weight, getting to the gym. Well, that's not the purpose. Um, the reason why they're really doing it has nothing to do with that, but it has everything to do with their intention. You know, losing 10 pounds or 20 or 50 pounds is great, but that's not really why we're doing it. We're doing it because we see ourselves in a different way of behaving, one of better physical fitness, whatever that vision is. And that's the intention. And I've seen that when times get tough, like you said, you know, small business is exciting and challenging, that it's when we remember our intention that we are able to move through the difficult things. Do you see that being true? Yes, definitely. Holding on to that, why? Again, what is it that gets us up in the morning? One of my favorite um, kid books is The Little Engine That Could. I mean, he's a classic example of that. Or right. any of us, that we reach an obstacle and we are almost ready to throw in the towel, but we know there's just a little bit more, just a little bit more, and we push that extra... 10%, 5%, and we reach success. And then hopefully we celebrate. And then we step out onto the next ledge or step up to the next ledge, hopefully, and continue to climb forward, but ultimately being able to hang on to that why when we need it to feel us, but also when we need it for clarity again of why is it that we do what we do. Yeah, and you were talking about that. Like, why, why are we doing this? What sets a small business owner apart from another one who appears to be doing something similar. And you said it's, it's really about what our ultimate value is. And I thought that was very fascinating because I don't think mm -hmm. enough people really think about their ultimate value. So can you dive into that a little deeper? Sure. And actually you, when you made um, an interesting point as far as the parenting and how that can often trying to balance our personal life with our business life. And a lot of times the why behind the business, and again, using myself autobiographically, I started the limousine company because one, I like to drive cool cars. 
And two, <laughs> I wanted to meet cool people. And three, I wanted to have the flexibility to take care of my daughter and then our next two kids after that. But ultimately, the why was while serving my clients, while being that connector, being that valued, trusted advisor to my clients that would cause them to come back and tell their friends and family about my company. But really, my ultimate why was I wanted to be able to continue to grow as an entrepreneur because I knew at some point I wanted to then teach others how to do that. But also, I wanted to be able to bring my kids along for the ride. And it would be fun because we'd pull up into a place. I'd be dropped off our preschool, as an example, in a limousine. And parents would ask the teachers, whose parents are those kids? How can they afford to send a limousine to take them to preschool and back? Well, easy when you own a company. It's pretty cheap. And you drive the limousine. (laughs) I, I bet everyone had envy that your kids are being picked up in a limousine, but your children were probably like, oh, geez, here we go again, right? Yeah, they did. In fact, one time I promised my daughter I would take her to her mom's office on, on the city bus. And the bus was late, and we missed the first bus. So it was like 20 minutes into us. I'm trying to talk to her. And she said, come on, we have a brand new limousine a block away from here at home. Let's go take the limousine. No, you told me. And she threw a temper tantrum because she wanted to take the bus. <laughs> and we finally took the bus. But the point of that was it helped me bring them along and teach value, business values, the value of being an entrepreneur to them. So now all three kids have businesses or have, um, in fact, over Christmas, we're talking about kind of what two of them are in college and the third is in graduate school. And it was interesting that all three kids are at different points in their life and they have certainly different goals. But all of them, their primarily why is to impact society and make it better. And at the same time, teach others how to do the same. So again, back to the why. My why was to have flexibility to take care of the kids, to drive cool cars, and to make a lot of money, which I was able to accomplish. But ultimately, because I continue to grow myself and bring the kids. I started attending business seminars when Sabrina was six and I brought her with me. So by the time she was nine, she started her own business doing her own seminars because she learned the value of learning, doing, and then sharing or teaching what it is that we learn. And without having that business, if I would continue to manage the real estate office and send my kids or send Sabrina off to preschool or whatever. And there's a time and place for that. I certainly am not knocking it. But because I was fortunate enough to be able to make that choice and bring her along with me, it gave me the benefit to continue to grow. It gave her the benefit to continue to grow. And without making that choice, without, again, pushing and staying true to the why and pushing through, there are a lot of times I wanted to give up. But I knew the ultimate reward was far worse the pain that I was going through at the time to persevere through whatever obstacle or challenge there was. And ultimately that really was the reward. That was the ultimate why. Well, right. Because you, you took the time to stay with it instead of just throw in the towel and, and find innovative ways to um, continue to evolve it, to become successful. You know, one of the stories that you shared about your daughter and jumping on the city bus versus the limo ride, 
is fascinating to me because here, here she is in a school. Everybody on this planet, I believe, wants to be a little different than everyone else. And to all the kids she's in school with, being different would be getting a limo ride to and from school. But to her, different was jumping on a bus, which just goes to show that everybody has a different need that they, th- mm-hmm. they see as valuable. And you, you talk about this very eloquently. You, you sort of brushed over it, actually. You were talking about how we need to set ourselves apart and understand we are a resource as well as how to utilize one another as resources. And that's another great way that we add value. Yeah. Definitely. So one of my favorite sayings is by ourselves, we can do great things. Together, we can climb the highest mountain. Oh, I think that's in the book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And as entrepreneurs, as business people, we have the ability to, through the community of working with other business people, to not only help each other and raise each other up, but to also serve and raise our clients, our customers, our local community up at the same time. But it's a together thing. It's not a by myself thing. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, do, do you see, when you're talking with small business owners, do you see them thinking about their business as a community? Not really. Most small business owners I talk to, and even that I've had the benefit of coaching, tend to start out with, they want to serve the community. They want to serve the general public, but they often try to do it all themselves, or they think they have to. And even I, I finally had to, I mean, I tried to learn everything, hence going to all these different seminars and tried to do all these different things myself and spent hours and hours and hours doing things I wasn't good at and shouldn't have been doing because I thought I had to until I was fortunate enough to have a mentor that said, stop doing that. Find other people whose skills are your weaknesses and Borrow their skill sets, work together, and do what you're good at, do what you enjoy, and delegate out the rest. And that one lesson saved me thousands and thousands of dollars and tens of hours of time that I was spending beforehand trying to do it on myself. Right. And you talk more about that in the book. That's the second common challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Planning for success and... Uh, what that really means on a couple different levels. And one of the things you talked about quite a bit was um, people and the power yeah. of people. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think um, when we hear about bootstrapping businesses or even the word solo entrepreneur, it, it gives the impression that one must do everything themselves when in reality, that's not the best approach. And, and as soon as somebody can figure out that, you know, what their strengths and weaknesses are and delegate appropriately, as you said, utilizing other people and doing an exchange with them, um, you know, which in today's society and business is financial. So paying somebody to, 
do the things you don't want to do. If it's accounting, then it's accounting. If it's marketing, it's marketing. It doesn't matter what it is. Get mm -hmm. the help so you can let your genius shine through. You're right yeah, on. Right. I see yeah. it all over the place too. And, and you know, you talk a lot about know what you're really doing and make sure that you have your systems in place to do it. Mm -hmm. Because there's power in that, right? Yeah. And it's kind of funny too, because our clients already expect that. Our customers already expect that. I mean, one of the biggest ego shifts I had when I sold the company was I had chauffeurs that drove for me, but I also drove a lot of our more regular customers myself, the clients myself. So I would always end the phone call with, okay, Mary, I'll see you Monday, or okay, Mark, I'll see you Wednesday. And it was always, I would see you if I was picking them up. And they would say, okay, Mike, see you Monday, or see you Wednesday, or what have you. And when I sold the company, for six months after selling the company, I still answered the phone because I wanted to make sure that we had a seamless transition. And for six months, I'm now in Wisconsin, the limousine company is in Seattle. I would still end the call with, I'll see you Monday, Mark, I'll see you Monday, Mary, or Wednesday. And for six months, never once did a client say, Mike, where were you? So in my mind, I heard myself, again, trying to do it all myself, say, okay, Mary, I'll see you Monday. Mary heard Monday morning, 7.30 a.m., there would be a town car in front of her house with the professional chauffeur driving it. <laughs> right. Totally different, different messages. Yeah. And when I realized that, it was like such a paradigm shift that, wait a minute, I don't have to do it all myself. They don't expect me to do it all myself. Why am I trying to? <laughs> It was so funny. Or in 2000, and the flip side of that, in 2007, a friend of mine who was, ran a mortgage company in California, and now keep in mind 2007, the real estate market and the overall economy went bad very quickly. A lot of lenders went out of business. Not only did the economy go sideways, but he had a motorcycle accident, ended up on his back in the hospital for seven months. He couldn't move. Mm. He could pick up the phone and call his clients. And he could study, he could read, he could use his mind, he could use his hand. And that was about it for seven months. Because he built such a strong value proposition community within his client base, within his mortgage reps that worked for him, et cetera, his business doubled while he was in the hospital. Wow. Because it wasn't about him. It was about the mission of the business. It was about the community he built and his clients didn't want him to fail. His lenders, mortgage reps certainly wanted to keep their jobs. So everybody worked together in spite of him being on his back to ensure that when he got out of the hospital, he had a business to leave. And he did. And he had a very good one after that. He actually said, you know, I wouldn't want to live the six or seven months over again, but it's one of the best business moves I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is just too funny. Uh, you know, you, you speak a lot in the book about lead generation, planning for success, and financial planning. Uh -huh. And, wow, beep, beep. And, <laughs> and it's, it's powerful because these are three common challenges that small business owners face. And I'd love to talk to you more, but our time is running short. So I guess I have one last question for you, Mike. Okay. 
Okay. What's the one thing you want our listeners to remember and apply to their business? The one thing, remember to, it's not about, it is about us. It's also about our clients. It's about our employees. We have employees. It's about the local community around us and keep that community focus. The biggest value proposition as entrepreneurs or small business owners that we have is we're leaders in the community, maybe small, maybe medium size, maybe large, or have the ability to become influencers of the community. But ultimately, someone somewhere is watching what we do. So let's make sure that we walk the walk and our story tells or delivers the message. Story as in the way we conduct our day-to-day business delivers the message that A, we want and hope our clients will follow, B, inspire them to the degree that if something happened for a bit were to happen to us, they would keep the message moving without us as part of it, and C, is done in a systemized approach or process so that someone else can step in behind us. If you want to take a trip, someone can step in and do what we're doing because it's a system that they're following. It's not us. Something we're delegating, basically have it systematized so that, again, when the great, another great thing that I like is the value of our business is what it will reduce without us in it. Yes, we want to be a very important part of the business, but ideally, we should be able to function without us in it each and every day. And having a system that will allow that to happen is probably as, if not the largest asset that you can have in your business. Take McDonald's, for example. McDonald's gets our teenagers that won't clean their rooms to run the restaurants for them. And it's a system that does that. Yeah, it is a system. Um, And you just, I think you gave everybody a very good goal to always be moving towards more and more every day. doesn't matter how successful you are. Um, how long you've been in business is how do you get your business to function more and more every day without you showing up in it and actually serving hands-on, correct? Yeah, definitely. All right. It's kind of funny because we started the conversation with talking about my daughter and how I made a huge paradigm shift when she was born. And yesterday, her and I were talking, and the second paradigm shift I made was I spent the last 23 years learning how to be an entrepreneur, becoming one, and am now committing the next 25 years of my life to teaching others how to do the same. Ah, being the leader and walking the walk. Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. Way to go. There's nothing like somebody who's living their own lessons. You're pretty awesome. Thank you. As are you. Thank you. Thanks. Mike, I'd love to have us continue the conversation, but I bet our listeners need to get on with their day and get busy doing some of the things we just talked about here. So I want to thank thank you for sharing the importance of understanding. We need to show up a little differently to add the value that really makes the difference in our businesses, and in one another's lives. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Great. Well, listeners, 
You can learn more about how to engage with number one bestselling author Mike Raber by reading chapter five in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, and gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation that Mike actually is offering you on his author's page at the end of the chapter. You want to check that out. And you can also get a hold of Mike by going to our app, Brilliant Biz Book. I'll say that again, Brilliant Biz Book, and click on Ask an Expert. You'll see Mike Raber's name there. Type in the question, your contact information, give him a little time to reply back to you, and he will. It's a really cool feature. You can ask any one of our authors any question that you have, and they'll follow up with you on the app. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn more about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Thanks for joining us today, Mr. Raber. You're welcome. All right, everybody, shine brightly until next week's episode.